Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Welcome to Student Success Beyond Expectations. We bring you Dr. Tamara Beckford. She's an emergency room doctor. But you know, she has a special place for you parents who really need to take the time out for your own health and your own wellness. She is the CEO of Your Caring Docs and Your Caring Society. She's here to say it's okay to take a break, but she's gonna take you down a road that's gonna show you she understands as a parent even herself and a practicing medical doctor that life can be challenging, especially when you have children with special needs, what it looks like and what you can do to finally say, it's your turn and it's your time and that's okay. So welcome Dr. Beckford. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about what brings you here today. So it's important for me to be here today, as you mentioned, because you know, all who are dealing with taking care of someone for an extended period of time, it's so easy for you to forget about yourself, but it's also very important for you to take care of yourself because once you are at your best, you will have the energy in order to take care of all that is put on your plate. And we know that that can be a lot. So it's important for me to let you know that it's okay for you to take some time for yourself without feeling guilty. This has been your passion. This is now a platform. You have a podcast of your own. You're still practicing medicine. And so what did you see and experience within individuals that, that really said, I need to do more here. Walk us through some of those tough times that you saw other people having. Absolutely. This is a great question. So, you know, I am a practicing emergency medicine physician. As an ER doctor, one of the things that I would say is that life really comes at people fast. You know, um, I get to see some of the worst that can happen and I get to see people's lives changed in a moment, just the blink of an eye. Um, with that, I also am here on the front lines in this pandemic. So a lot of things have changed in people's lives during this pandemic. And one of this is I noticed that we have um, not been able to really look at things from a brighter perspective. We're really feeling doom and gloom. And if you already are dealing with a lot of stressors in your life, this added to it, right? We have um, parents, mom and dad, um, but you know, today we're gonna talk to a lot of our moms out there. Dads, we love you too. We thank you for your support, but we're just gonna talk to moms because <laughs> we're moms. <laughs> so there has been a lot that's been put on the plate um, during these, especially these last two years. 
you're still working your careers, even if you are a stay-at-home mom, that's still a big chore. But in, on top of all of that, you've probably also become a parent who has to homeschool or had to homeschool your child. Now, if you're having some um, family members or even if your loved one is having a chronic issue or even if there's some challenges, like you know, if you're having either behavioral or learning challenges, then I know because you're a parent and you care, you internalize a lot of that. You know, so in doing so, that adds to the normal stresses of life, right? Our stresses of life comes from finances, providing, um, providing care, and now in time, because who wouldn't be guilty if you didn't feel like I didn't spend enough time with my loved one, right? That all adds up. But during this special time of COVID and pandemic, you also have the health challenges that you're worried about. With all that on your plate, it is very easy for you to constantly worry about that person that you care about so much. And it's easy for you to forget about yourself. And that's why I want you to know that it's important for you to be able to, as a lovely caregiver, you are a wonderful caregiver. There are times that you're gonna feel like you're not. If you feel tired, it does not mean that you do not care. You are just human. We just so happen to be tired. And so I think it's important for me to let you know, as a caregiver, as a wonderful person who cares for that loved one, it's important for you to take a few moments to yourself. And it is okay if you do that. Taking a few moments could look like what? What could they, what could a parent do when they're so busy? They feel like they don't have any time at all. What could that look like for that? that overstressed, overwhelmed parent that just can't even think creatively, what can they do to help themselves? Wonderful, great question. Now, one of the first things that I, are aspects that I think that's very important during that time is to build a network in ahead of time. It is easy because you know that you care about this loved one, you care about this person, for you to feel that no one else will ever care as much as you do, and therefore no one else can ever do what you're doing. You might be right that no one might be able to care as much as you do, but others do care also, right? So build that network in of friendship or support or even additional family members around you. That's what your village is, right? That's your team, that's your go-to. Once you've done that, it is important that you express what you feel to these persons or people that are around you. If you're feeling tired that day, then you express, you know, I'm feeling a little tired. I do need a few moments to myself. It's been a, an especially stressful week. And those moments to yourself could be as simple as 30 minutes. Now, 30 minutes. 30 minutes, even if it's just for that one week, right? Give yourself 30 minutes. During that 30 minutes, maybe maybe you wanna sleep because you didn't get that much rest. Take that nap, right? Maybe within that 30 minutes, you wanna watch that mindless movie that everyone talks about and you <laughs> never got a chance to watch it. Yes, Did you yes. see that, you know? Yes, use that 30 minutes to do that. Is it something that you love to do? Do you like painting your nails and, you know, 
You just never got a chance to do it. Painting your nails and each time you look at it, you get so happy and you feel so alive. Those 30 minutes, you can do that. Is there Being something, present. is there a book? Yeah, is there a book that you often wanted to just read or a blog or did you want to scroll and, or even connect with someone else that's outside of that circle that makes you happy? Those 30 minutes. If you give those 30 minutes to yourself, you will refill that cup of pouring out that you've been doing and then you will have the energy to continue to go on. I've asked and I've interviewed many people. <laughs> Even my 86-year-old aunt, who's a nurse, and I asked her this particular question, what is it that you have done during the time? And she mentions the same thing. She said a bubble bath. Ah. Something as simple as that. She said, I took a bubble bath and I was away from everyone. And afterwards, I felt like I could run six miles. Now, if this 86-year-old can run, feels as if she can run six miles, just for giving herself 30 minutes of me time, right. then you can also get that. And do not feel guilty. You are human. These are such great suggestions and really grounded in being mindful and being present Absolutely. in the moment. What do you tell the parent who they maybe they feel isolated and they don't have a lot of friends or if they do have people around them, it actually makes it worse to express themselves because they don't understand it at all. So now it's not validating and it compounds the stress and, and whatnot. So where do they find people to be part of their support system? So there are, and I, I love this question because you're right. Sometimes your support system might not be the person that you physically know. Right. The, during this time, we are finding that a lot of people are, are getting more support from people who might be strangers. These are other individuals who are going through something similarly, right? And the beauty of you taking this time out to get to connect with others and a lot of the times it's via social media you know you connect with them you find a, a group a support group a group of like-minded individuals that's more important than to physically have people around you mm, like-minded people are the source that beams and it fills your cup so having these like-minded people around you, the great thing about it is that you get opportunity to learn techniques that might help right. you. And you get an opportunity to build additional support that might not be the one around you. So we all need support, human beings or social beings. We need that social support. You might not need 95 people around you, but you might need one or two that you can connect with. And so I will implore anyone who have found themselves um, disconnecting from others, find a way to reconnect, but reconnect with people who fill your spirit, not those who pull from you. Right. You're already giving a lot. It's important for you to get filled. Right, it's your turn, it's your time, Absolutely. it's your turn. Because we can't always just continue to give. 
we need to take to, and usually people, especially parents, goodness, mm-hmm. of children with special needs, that's, their, that's what they're constantly doing, is yes. they're giving and giving and loving and loving. And sometimes I think that they forget that they need to be loved or even how to be loved anymore. Or yeah, and accept it. Right. Even accept, accept yes. and that's the other thing. Accept it. When someone is giving you the freedom of time, as long as you trust that person, accept it. Right. Thank them and, and take that moment to yourself. Because you have to remember too, in the process of giving, when someone gives to you, it benefits them as much as it benefits you. You know, that's so, really great. That's something mm-hmm. great because when we can't get past ourselves and, and just say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I can't, I can't, I, mm-hmm. you know, and you know that would be maybe nice if you could just calm down just enough in your own mind to take advantage of, like you said, it's a, it, this free time, which really is like a gift. Mm-hmm. Then go from the outside in, go and think about it. You know, just like Dr. Beckford just said, mm-hmm. think about maybe this person needs a distraction from their own life. And so by having my child puts them in, in their life in perspective, and maybe it's what they need. That's very wise right there. That's something to, for, for you to really, really remember out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So allow that person the gift of, being, of giving to you and reward them by yes. saying yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, let's all say it together. Yes, 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 okay. I deserve a break. I'll be yes, back in five yes. minutes. Okay, baby steps, <laughs> absolutely. Baby steps, baby steps. Use the five minutes, close your eyes, think about something beautiful and lovely. And you know, what we said, our mind is so important. And I love that you talk about mindfulness because that is so important because your brain cannot detect the difference between something you tell it and what it actually sees. So if you are visualizing yourself at a beautiful resort and closing your eyes, and if pina colada is your thing, pina colada is your thing. Maybe you have not been able to get a pina colada in in a while, but close your eyes relax for a moment, take those deep breaths in, visualize yourself in some place that makes you feel relaxed, that alone will help so much. You just said something very profound. I want you to say it again. You said that the brain cannot differentiate what What you tell it versus what it sees, right? So if you are inputting positive information, if you're inputting this lovely visual view that you're not physically seeing, but you've made it up and you've told your mind that it is, your mind believes it. And that's why it's so important. Yeah, and the same happens with the opposite. If you bring negative thoughts to it, it believes that too. So that's why it's so important for you to bring the positive thoughts to your mind. Being aware of yourself and your own self-concept is huge in this. Knowing how you're feeling about you, your life, you as an individual will help you to recognize the thoughts that you're having. And then you'll be able to frame and shape that visualization that Dr. Beckport here is is sharing Mm -hmm. with you as a strategy. So all your thinkers who are listening to us, remember your brain cannot differentiate what you tell it 
but mm -hmm. it will act on what it sees if you allow that, it. that input that you put into it so input positive input positive i love yeah. it there that's it input <laughs> positive that's great Mm -hmm. That's your mantra for today, everybody. Input positive. Yeah. Input positive, Dr. Petford. And Lisa said it. Input positive. We got it. Absolutely. <laughs> so let me, let me take it down a notch for a second mm -hmm. here. Through your experiences, and I don't know if you've ever been able to make this connection because I can only imagine being an emergency room physician, how, mm -hmm. I mean, that is a place you really don't want to end up. But mm -hmm. because so many of our listeners are um, parents or educators or administrators mm -hmm. of children with special needs. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see that people end up in the hospital, in the ER, because of a disability? Um, because of the disability, um, I'd say that anxiety Okay. secondary to having um, the disability. For example, okay. um, you know, having a child with autism or mm -hmm. ADHD, um, I'd say more of the autism um, aspect because ADHD, you know, as one gets older, if you're able to handle, and you know, that's why what you guys are doing is so important as educators because you're allowing that person to understand their mind and understand how their mind works so that they can feel confident and then they can move on in society. Um, I'll do a quick aside by saying my brother just found out that he has ADHD. And the reason I'm making this so important for your listeners and especially you parents out there with children with the learning disability. My brother in June of this year slash August will be starting medical school. So this is someone who has an, a learning disability, found out just under, just knew that his brain just worked differently. And he worked and tried to figure out what it was. He has a master's degree and during graduate school, he took himself to the neurological science places and got tested and found out like, this is it. It's important for you guys to know it because I know a lot of you parents are like, oh my gosh, what will happen to my child? Will this be something? Will they be productive citizens? Am I ever going to always go through this? This person is going to be a doctor. And yes, so, and he's going to school right there in Jersey. So all you New Yorkers, yes, he's going to school <laughs> right there in New Jersey. Yes. So, <laughs> and don't so be now, afraid to get a diagnosis or to seek absolutely. help. Absolutely. Yes, because it helps. It brought him peace. Yes. It brought him peace. He now understood why he thinks differently. And he understood what we'll call his superpowers, as you know, one of my colleagues um, who um, does and is an ADHD specialist. There, so now he understands his superpowers, right? So now, if while working in the emergency department, and I'll bring it back to our original question, um, I've had um, patients who um, they're autistic, and they've been brought in. Now, one of the challenges with having someone who might be like highly autistic, not just mildly autistic, especially as they get older, is 
you're in an environment that is different, right? The emergency room is not a place for comfort. A lot of the triggers probably still occurs there and even more so. So with that in mind, it takes a little bit more time to take care of a patient who has this particular type of diagnosis, um, who has autism, especially if they're highly autistic, because you want to bring comfort to them. So I might not enter the room immediately and just start flapping away and just saying, okay, well, I'm ordering these IVs. No, the IVs are invasive. The person does not know me. I don't go in and immediately throw my stethoscope and start listening to their heart and lungs. No, I am invading their body in their right. mind, right? right? And they do not know me. Like, who is this person that's just touching you? So right. it takes a little bit more time. And that's what I do. I try to build the rapport with the person. I build the rapport with the parent. So the parent gives the cues to the patient. Right. That right. this part, it's okay for this person to do that. And I work with the parents in order to help to give the best care possible, and especially to try to diagnose what's going on with that patient population. But I would imagine the parents are upset. They have to be there. They don't want to be there. Something terrible has happened, mm -hmm. or something that they're concerned about has happened. And mm -hmm. so when people are in crisis themselves, it's difficult to it's think clearly which makes it difficult to diagnose what's happening. So sure, you need to calm them down too by building that rapport and going slowly. And I find a way that helps with calming. Um, and you know, others might want to try to use this technique and see if it helps also. But one of my ways of helping a situation that is highly tense is by stepping into the environment with a calm nature. Because yeah. as we're human beings, like we're social beings and we take cues from each other. And I feel like some of these cues are nonverbal cues. Oh, sure. Some of them might be hormonal, you know, and then yeah. some, of the, some of it is just the aura that you present when you enter a room. Mm -hmm. You've seen it the other way around, right? When someone steps into a room and they're super confident and you're looking like, wow, well, that person stepped in confidence, right? Someone steps in the room and they're unsure, you sense it. When someone steps in the room and they're calm, you sense that too. And it immediately brings you a level down and you become calm yourself. And therefore, you, once you're calm, you're able to think more rationally and then your experience is more pleasant because now you can work together. As you mentioned, when you're there and you're stressed because you're worried about your loved one and you know that it's an environment that's bringing stress to this loved one, you're, everyone's on level nine or 10. If I step in and I'm on level one, and not in an arrogant way, right? Because I'm coming in calm, smiling, I'm sitting down or I'm listening and especially listening and acknowledging you, your level comes down. Once your level comes down, the person who's closest to you, which is your um, your loved one, yes. they also yes. mimic it, right? Yes. So that's how I work. And that's how I handle those situations. 
That's fantastic. Even sometimes it's, I'm, I'm very, very big on energy and breathing. And yes. it's a tremendous skill that I, I teach my clients, their children, as well as my own students. And I always say calm minds, calm body, and it begins Absolutely. with breathing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are times too that when um, professionals, whatever, where, wherever, if they're mm -hmm. not calm, because you don't know what happened just before they saw you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to switch that role. And sometimes yep. we need to breathe for yes. them so they can Absolutely. help us. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That is 100% correct. If that person is coming in tense and you're calm, it brings the level down. And that dialogue occurs because it's important for that dialogue to occur in both people on the same energy level, same page because the best care occurs during that time. So when we're calm, we're more receptive to what's going on around us, which brings us back to your wellness piece. Absolutely. Taking just that few minutes out, or if you could stretch it out, or really mm -hmm. devour that time that you can have and be present within it, it affects everyone around you and they'll know aha mommy took her walk mommy yes. got her nails done and <laughs> she wasn't on the phone making doctor's appointments she yes. was enjoying herself mm -hmm. you know and i think that those around us will feel that again if you have to thinking from the outside in absolutely like we said input positive <laughs> yes everybody input positive yes. that's your takeaway today <laughs> absolutely Dr. Bedford, where can people find you? Where you can, can find me. You? Oh, absolutely. You know, you can find me at my website, which is yourcaringdocs.com. That's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. If anyone here would be, um, wants to be part of the Your Caring Society, then just click the link for the society. If you'd like to get in contact with me and see if there's a way, if you'd want to put together a group of your own, say of like-minded um, women who are caregivers who want to have a way that they can connect to help to bring their health and wellness first and have you accomplish some of your personal wellness goals, then, you know, connect with me through Dr. Beckford at Your Caring Docs. And let me know that you, you know, heard about it here on the show. So why not try to put together a wonderful group of you ladies so that we can help you to achieve your health and wellness. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing your expertise, your knowledge, and your hope and inspiration with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com, Amazon, and teacherspayteachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout-out on social media.